Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the European Hoops Podcast. We are a sports users presentation and we talk about the EuroLeague. My name is Andre and I have the pleasure to have with me our EuroLeague expert, Jak Kordair, for our part two of the round 26 recap and round 27 preview. We will go over the second day of the action and how the 10 teams that will be playing during these uh, five games that will take place on the second day performed on the previous round and where they stand in the standings and how important these uh, games are for each of these uh, 10 teams so let's get to it and quickly make sure to subscribe to the podcast follow us on twitter at tito zero league and share the podcast with a friend so we can continue to grow and so we can continue to bring you european hoops content for all of you guys let's get to it Cordair. who do you got on the game between fenerbahce and Basconia? on this game i believe that fenerbahce will win because they're in a good momentum even though that they lost two in a row in euro league but they won the cup Always good for them, and they won against a rival, against an Adolo FS. So it's good for them. Uh, congratulations, first of all. And on this game, uh, I don't trust, I already said this, I don't trust Basconia defense whatsoever, because uh, they're very inconsistent. Andrea Bles, uh, in the, the previous episode, said that they're not consistent enough, and I agree with her. Because even though that they're good, they're great on the offensive side, uh, but on the defensive side they they kind of struggle a lot. Even though that Fenerbahce doesn't have a, a huge center, so uh, for these reasons, I believe that they're matched. Because uh, Basconia doesn't have a, a big center like Walter Tavares, Yusufa Fall. So this will be a, a good matchup. But uh, I agree and I trust. Uh, Fenerbahce defense because they have Nigel Ace, Deshaun Pierre already came from the injury, even Noah now with the team. So they have a lot of guys to to throw at Sanerkeskis, to throw at Moneke. And on the offensive side, uh, they have a lot of firepower with Scotty Wilbekin, Tower Darcy, even Yama Madar. So uh, I do trust more this Fenerbahce team. I'm not in disagreement with you. I do favor Fenerbahce and I think that they need to be seen as favorites for this matchup against Basconia. But there are some strengths of Basconia that can give them a shot on this game. Heading to this matchup, Fenerbahce is 7th with 15 wins and 11 losses. Basconi is 8th with 14 wins and 12 losses. And the two losses that uh, Fenerbahce comes this game, uh, had before this game were against direct rivals in Monaco and in Paratinaikos. Those were two rough road losses for Fenerbahce that can get on the way of their goal of trying to fight for home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. These two losses can really have an impact on that battle. Basconi, on the other hand, took care of business at home and won their two previous matchups against Maccabi and against Asvel. And that's how they arrived to the, this game and the, to this round in the eighth position in the standings and as one of the teams that would like to climb all the way to sixth place but was one of the teams that are a strong contender to be on the the play-ins of the season of the year league in their game of the round 26 against Asvel they won 94 to 80 and the game MVP was Cody Miller McIntyre in a game where the top scorer was Marcus Howard with 18 points 
Cody Miller McIntyre continues to be just impressive. He had a triple-double in this game, including 20 assists. He had 11 points, 11 rebounds, 20 assists, 1 steal, 42 PER, and he's one of the pleasant surprises of this league, and he is one of the stars of this era league, and one of the reasons why Bascon is having such a good season so far, it's how good Cody Miller McIntyre has been during this edition of the Euro League, and he did it once again on this game against uh, Asphalt. Panarvace, the team that uh, Basconi will be playing against, had a tough road loss against Paratinaikos. We know how good Paratinaikos is at home, and they were able to beat a strong Fenerbahce team. They won this game 74-63. to This is a game that we already talked about and recapped on yesterday's episode, so I won't dwell into it once again. So let's talk about the game between Fenerbahce and Basconi. That is the game that will be taking place and the game that we are previewing here. And for me, it comes down to one thing. One of the we can call it weaknesses of this Fenerbahce team. Sometimes the the point guard play that they are able to bring into the into the floor. And one of the strengths of this Basconi team, in the other hand, is their energy and their ability to be disruptive at times. Can that give issues to, to Fenerbahce? I would still favor Fenerbahce, especially playing at home. When these two teams might back in 6th of December, Basconi won at home 80-79 to and Fenerbahce will want to bounce back from that game and will want to win. That time around, Nigel Hayes-Davis was the game MVP and uh, we know how important he is for the way that Fenerbahce plays. And I believe that Fenerbahce has the solutions in their roster to be able to find a way to be superior to this Basconi team on this matchup. But Basconi and the energy that they bring to the game, their ability to try to disrupt... It can be a factor and can be something that Fenerbahce can struggle with at times. And that will be the way for Basconi to try to revert the favoritism that uh, Fenerbahce has. But uh, Fenerbahce should have the pieces to be able to match up well against his Basconi team and to be able to conquer this victory. But I do give a fighting chance to Basconi, even if I also favor Fenerbahce. Next game, it's uh, uh, an interesting one. A game between Jalgiris that uh, is playing at a good level and uh, the other team, it's a team that is fighting for one of the... The top six spots and to have direct qualification to the playoffs Olympiacos. Jalgiris it's in 13th place with 11 wins, 15 losses. Olympiacos is in 6th place with 15 wins and 11 losses. They have a reverse record so far in the, this uh, Euroleague season. We know that Jalgiris at home uh, tends to play a very good level and can be a competitive team against almost anyone. Jalgiris comes into this game uh, from three wins in a row, Olympiacos as well. These are teams that are growing, raising and playing at a, at a good level. And particularly Jalgiris is playing at a very good level at, at the moment. Who do you think will win this game? Two teams at a good momentum because both teams won the cup. Uh, and we know that it's uh, different difficulties for each of them because... Zalgiris uh, doesn't have a, a Euroleague team on Lithuania, so it's always easier for them, not disrespecting the other teams. And uh, on Olympiakos' side, they come they came from a, a huge win against Panathinaikos, so congratulations for both teams. Uh, and they're in good momentum in Euroleague too, because they won three in a row, both of them. But I believe that the Zalgiris' dream uh, starts to, to ending here, because... They've been trying and they've been doing great, but they've been trying to, to reach to the playing spot and they can't uh, lose more games. Like they, they can only can lose one or two games and the first one will be here. So Olympiacos will win this game because Olympiacos defense uh, is pretty good and they have a lot of guys to, to throw at uh, Keenan Evans, even Edmund Summers. They have a lot of guys like Shaq McKissick, 
Lorenz Akis, Isaiah Cannon, Thomas Walkup. So we know that Olympiacos is able to, to stop those those two guys. And if they can stop those two guys, it's always tough for Zalgiris. Um, so for these reasons, I'm picking uh, Olympiacos side, knowing that this will be a, a great game and two, two of the best coaches are playing against each other. So it's always fun to, to see this, this type of games. These two teams arrived to this round 27 after two very good road wins uh, for Olympiacos on the road against Valencia by 13 points. And I have mentioned here a few times, Olympiacos is a sneaky good offense. And in this battle of the defenses, they will be the ones that will have the ability to make the most of each possession that they have. And that's the way that they approach the game. For the Jalgiris, they had a very good road win against the Red Star. They won 91 to 93. And Jalgiris, these three uh, consecutive wins that they come into this round with are impressive ones. They won't beat it at home, Efes. They beat it at home, Paratinaikos. And they did it by 26 points against Efes and by 12 points against Paratinaikos. That are two very strong teams and two teams that have been playing at a high level. And in terms of depth of talent, they would be considered superior to the Chalgiris team and they were able to not only beat them but beat them in uh, a good fashion and by uh, a good margin and this two-point win against Red Star is a very important one for Chalgiris because it keeps their aspirations alive. This was a game where the top statistical performer was Iago Duchamp for the for Red Star but um, the game MVP was Keenan Heavens. He ends the game with 25 points two rebounds, six assists and once again he proven that he is the key player for this uh, Jalgiris team. Yagdushanj that I mentioned he was the top statistical performance for the game and he ended the, this game with 21 points 3 rebounds, 14 assists and this double-double, 21 points, 14 assists was impressive but it wasn't enough to in the end to Red Star to be able to secure the home victory against the Jalgiris. On the game between um, Olympiacos and Valencia, we did expect it to, to be a low-scoring game but this was a game that uh, Olympiacos was able to make the most of what they had available and just take advantage of their superior depth of talent as well. The game MVP was Moses Wright and he has been giving some good indications for this Olympiacos team and they needed a player like him so they welcomed his good performances. He ended the game with 10 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 steals and 1 block shots and he was one of the key players for Olympiacos to be able to go into Valencia and conquer this very important win that places them to the 6th place that they are heading into this matchup against uh, Jalgiris. This game might be more important for Jalgiris for them to be able to continue to aspire to be on the pl on the plane to to be to aspire to compete to be in the postseason of the Euro League. But for Olympiacos, they certainly would want to have home court advantage, and that means that this is a game that they will also want to win and they will fight for that. Jalgiris playing at home, they have shown to have the ability to compete against a team like Olympiacos. It will come down to the team that is able to impose their style and is able to dictate the pace of the game. And this is a game that I expect to be intriguing and a game that should be worth it to, to watch. The next game that we have on the docket, it's the game between Asvel and Milano. Two teams in very different momentums. Who do you think will come out of this game as the winner? In this game, I believe that Milano will win. First of all, they're, they're a good defense. We know that they're known by that. And talent-wise, uh, they're kind of better than Asvel by a good margin. Because even though that Nano Duco is back, and it's always great to see him in the court. And Paris Lee is playing uh, huge this year. But uh, depth-wise, uh, Milano has uh, more guys to, to put on the court. 
and to make the difference. And now with Nikola Mirotic back and Shevan Shields is playing great, uh, I don't see them being able to stop uh, defensively uh, Milano because Asvel struggles a lot on, on the defensive side and uh, for these reasons they don't they won't uh, have an easy game and for these reasons Milano will win. It's early, so I'm not making those absolute statements and uh, guarantee that Milan will win. We know that in EuroLeague, every game matters and every game can be competitive against any opponent. As well, playing at home will want to try to step up and to surprise, but I agree that Milan are the favorites to win this matchup and they better win it because they, they really need to continue uh, gathering wins and we know that they will be missing some important pieces for this game against Asvo and uh, in this particular game what's on the line for Milano is their aspirations to be on the postseason of the EuroLeague. They trail two wins below Valencia and Maccabi and they will want to not lose against a team that is last in the standings. Milano has been stepping up, but uh, at the same time, the, the lack of consistency has been their issue. Even when they are healthy, they have been having many issues with uh, injuries, and that certainly gets on the way for them. But even when they are healthy, they sometimes lack consistency, and that can put them in trouble in a game like this against an Asphalt team that will try to compete, will try to... They, they shouldn't be winning this matchup. They won't be seen as favorites even playing at home for this matchup, but they will try and if if uh, Milano doesn't take care of Vincent, they will be in trouble. Asphalt lost against Basconia, a game that we already uh, recapped here on the podcast. They lost uh, 94-80 on the previous round, while Milano had uh, a good win, a very impressive win against Real Madrid, 81-76. Also a game that we have already recapped here, and uh, that should give them uh, all the reasons to come into this game with good momentum and uh, should give them the edge that they need to, to be motivated if they need any other edges besides the they really need to add all the wins that they can to go on a run and to try to steal one of the playing spots if they will be able to do it we will be here to track it and uh, to watch it because it certainly won't be an easy task especially here on the EuroLeague next game on the docket Bayern Munich Red Star this is an intriguing one for me Bayern is in 15 places with 11 wins and 15 losses Red Star is in 16th with 10 wins and, th- and 16 losses these are two teams that uh, they can lack consistency at sometimes. For Bayern, usually it's their backcourt. For Red Star, it's usually their three-point shooting. So we can watch those aspects of the game and see who is having a better night. But I do believe that Bayern playing at home, they probably have the advantage, they have the edge, and they should be able to impose themselves and stay on this group of teams that are just outside of the planes. That I believe that's where they belong. It's a group of players, and this is a project that we can expect to continue to grow throughout the next years but this is a game that they certainly have what it takes to win it do you think that they will be able to do it great game this one between two uh, domestic cup winners in germany and serbia and these two teams kudos for this team and but these two teams uh, even though that they're good on the on the rebound battles uh, we know that on the offensive side red star is the second best team and bayern is the the third one but on the defensive side I believe that uh, Bayern will have the advantage because Bayern is the second best team on the defense on defensive rebounds, and Red Star uh, is one of the worst teams in 14 plays. So Red Star uh, might m- will need to to box out Ibaka and 
for for them to not be able to to have more attacks and more possessions for Bayern to not have a lot of possession because they're the third best team so they need to 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 box out and to to take Ibaka out of the paint otherwise Bayern will have a lot of possessions and they will thrive on their game and they will win for sure if Red Star isn't able to to box out now about the paint battle and we already said it uh, Ibaka is a good presence and I don't see Red Star being able to match the physicality because uh, the only response that they have to, to, to put in um, Ibaka is Bolland Boy and even though that Bolland Boy is playing huge this year I don't see him being able to match uh, Ibaka's physicality uh, and Bayern has a lot of guys to, to put on the court Brankovic is playing great, even Devin Booker so uh, I believe that Red Star will struggle a lot being able to match the physicality. Now, defensive-wise, these two teams aren't known for that. So, uh, in the end of the day, it will be who has more firepower and who is shooting better in that night. Is uh, Javonte Smart, Nemanja Nedovic and Iago dos Santos or is Obst, Carson Edwards, Silvin Francisco? So, this the streaky, the streaky shooters and the streaky scorers. So... I'm leaning on Bayern because they have more uh, options and defensive-wise they have Nick Valorbeb that can be putting on Milo Seodosic or Nemanja Nedovic and try to contain them. So, uh, for these reasons, I'm leaning on Bayern's side. We are in agreement there. Let's see how the game unrolls and this is the type of games that since the issue with these two teams and probably what's on the way of them to be higher in the standings and to be aspiring to, to be on the postseason of the EuroLeague is the consistency. We never know for sure what will be happening in any given night and Red Star might, might be on a hot shooting night or Bayern might be struggling and that can change the fate of this game. It can be a competitive game. There are very talented players on both sides of the court, but I also lean to the home team and I lean to Bayern. And these two teams arrive to this round from the previous round with very different fights. Ritzar had a very tough loss against the Jalgiris that we already recapped, 91-93 to at home, while Bayern was able to conquer a very impressive road win against Partizan, an extremely tough arena. They won 78-79 to and this was an impressive performance by the team from Munich. This was a game where the, the game MVP was Francisco, and we have already recapped this game on the previous episode. This means that uh, we will move on and we will move on to the last game of this uh, round 27, the last game of the second day of the round 27 as well. And this is a highly competitive game. We know that these two teams last season were in the game for third place of the Euro League, both of them made it all the way to the final four. They certainly have aspirations to be there once again, and home court advantage is one of the key words for, for both of them, and something that both will want to, to aspire to achieve. Barcelona is at the moment in a better position with a record of 18 wins and 8 losses. They have a 13-1 home record, a 5-7 and road record. Monaco has a record of 16 wins and 10 losses, and 9-3 and at home, 7-7 seven seven on road. And for Monaco, this would be very important if they were able to, to beat Barcelona on the, this matchup. But it certainly is no easy task to go to Barcelona and to be able to beat the Spanish team. We might see uh, Ricky Rubio playing for Barcelona. He had his debut with the Spanish national team and he's back to basketball. So those are great news. The first time that these two teams met in Monaco, 
the the home team at the time Monaco won 91 to 71. I expect Barcelona to want to revenge this matchup, and I expect Barcelona to want to just consolidate their status as a home court team heading to the playoffs. They are in this better position because they have a two win advantage to the the five place and to the, the three way tie from third to the five in the standings. So that this puts them in a good position, and a victory against Monaco will mean that they will be at least three wins ahead with uh, seven rounds left. That associated to the heavy defeat that they had on the first time that these two teams met in this edition of the EuroLeague, I do expect to see Barcelona wanting to to conquer this win and to, to be able to reverse the two losses that they have suffered the last two times these teams met. The only two times that Barcelona lost to Monaco was in the Final Four last season and already this season, so I can expect a motivator Barcelona for this matchup trying to beat the team from Monaco and trying to solidify their position as one of the top two, top three teams of the, this edition of the, the EuroLeague. What about yourself? In your opinion, who do you think has the advantage for this matchup? Huge game to end round 27 and uh, I'm winning on Barcelona, even though that Monaco is in a better momentum so far. They have five wins in a row in EuroLeague against three in Barcelona. But uh, I believe that Barcelona is a better team, even though that Monaco has been doing great or good on the defensive side, because now they know that if they want to win the EuroLeague, they need to be aggressive and need to be good on the defensive side. And now they, they've been focusing on that. Uh, but this Barcelona team is a more well-rounded team. They have more solutions and more guys. Uh, to be on the court and to know their role uh, with um, Brizuela, Satoransky, Laprovitla, now with Ricky Rubio. I don't believe that if he plays, he won't be the the the, the difference guy here, but it's always it's always good to have him on the court and for him to be an option. Uh, Abrin is his back, so it's good for, for Barcelona to have a guy that can shoot. And uh, on Monaco's side, I believe that they will have an advantage here on pick and roll actions because Barcelona centers uh, aren't fast and aren't good defenders on that on that on, on the pick and roll coverages. Like if they need to switch Jan Vesely and Willian Gomez, this is a huge mismatch for uh, Mike James to attack. So Monaco might have uh, an advantage here, but uh, I trust Barcelona to win this game playing at home because they they have the better teams in my opinion. Even though that I said that Monaco uh, is better in power rankings and I stand by it, but on on a regular uh, season game. I do trust more uh, Barcelona. Very well, this gets us to the end of this episode of the European Hoops podcast. We will be back next week recapping all the action of this round 27 that we just previewed and that is ongoing as we record this episode and also previewing the round 28 of the EuroLeague. And we will continue bringing you updates about the competition until the end of the regular season during the playoffs as the final four arises and then we will be covering the Olympic Games from the qualifiers to the competition itself for you guys so stay tuned subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any of the content that we release and make sure you share the podcast with a friend that likes the EuroLeague and likes basketball and wants to find out more about the, the EuroLeague it will be a pleasure to have all the listeners that want to follow us and to join us for every episode that we release as always I'll be talking with you guys soon